The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's up? What's going on, party people? Welcome to The Shaleen Show. Today, I'm offering my opinion, my advice, answers to your questions, questions you've asked me in social media most of which came from members of the pod squad. What's the pod squad? Well, you'll learn about that too in today's episode and how you can become a member. It's free. Don't worry. Anyways, today is going to be a good one. Welcome to The Shalene Show. Shalene is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. So the pod squad, the pod squad is a free group. It's a Facebook group. If you're not on Facebook, Trust me, I get it. Don't worry about it. But if you would love to connect with people who also listen to The Shalene Show and build your tribe, if there's been times where you wanted to ask a question about a particular episode or you wanted to vent or you wanted to, I don't know, talk to somebody else and see if they had the same opinion or you just wanted to share yours or offer feedback or dig deeper or whatever, this is the place to do it. It's an awesome group. We've got, I think, 5,000 members already, and I'd love to invite you to become a member. Now, when you do so, I'm going to ask you a few questions just to make sure that you actually listen to the pod squad. I mean, you listen to the Shalene Show or Build Your Tribe. So you will need to be subscribed to both of my podcasts. The first one is obviously the Shalene Show, which you're listening to right now. And the other one you need to subscribe to is Build Your Tribe. Now, I've said this a million times, but just as a reminder, Build Your Tribe, in order to find it, you just go to any podcast app. You search Build Your Tribe or Shaleen, then you just click subscribe. It's a podcast that is specifically devoted to money mindset, ways that you can make additional income. Yes, we do talk about business from time to time, but more importantly, I try to bring you inspirational ways that you can use your passion, your purpose, things that you're interested in, even your social media to generate extra income. And hello, Who doesn't need extra income? Anyways, you'll be asked to verify that you actually subscribe to both shows. You'll be asked what your favorite episodes are. And if you haven't listened to any Build Your Tribe episodes yet, I would highly recommend the one I just did recently where I talked to a a mom who created a, a website using Shopify or Squarespace. I forget which one. Anyways, most of these resources are free. You can start a free website. She did that and she posted up her leftover craft supplies and turned it into like a mega moneymaker. Like she makes seven figures now, but like just doing the craft supplies things earned her over six figures. It's really inspirational. It's also where I tell the story of my daughter, Sierra, and how she created her ebook and the steps that she did to do that. And I think you have something you're passionate about, something that inspires you, some experience you've been through that I know you need to share it with other people. And why not turn that into a passion profit, as I like to call it, or a passion that allows you to generate some profits. Anyways, you'll be asked that. You will also be asked how to pronounce my name. And it is Sha, Shaleen. Not Shailene. I know sometimes I interview guests and they call me Shailene. What can I say? 
but it's actually pronounced sha, lean, like shut the door. I'm trying to think what else I ask. Pretty much that's it. So as long as you know those two things, you'll be given access into the group. Just go on Facebook and search Shalene's Pod Squad. Actually, you don't even have to search it. It's in our show notes. Okay. Anywho, I posted in that group and I go live in there all the time too. And we just chit chat. In fact, we're about to do or going to do a live Zoom. And the only way that you're going to get the link or the invite to that live conference. I don't know if we're going to do Zoom or Skype. I think I called it Skype night just because it rhymes. I don't know whether we'll do Skype or Zoom. We'll do one of those two. Either way, make sure you get yourself into the pod squad so that you can join us. We're going to have like an adult beverage, maybe some dry farm wine, which is sugar-free and lower in alcohol and much healthier for you and doesn't have all the additives and preservatives, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, it's going to be fun. It's going to be like girls night out and guys are invited too, as long as they're cool. And it'll be really fun. But that's part of the pod squad. It's turned into like a really cool community. So I'm really excited for you guys to to join us over there. Anyways, I posted in there and said, okay, what is troubling you right now? Like something you're, you're struggling with making a decision? Ask away because I have always wanted to do like an advice show, kind of like a Dear Abby. And now I'm going to take the opportunity to answer those questions. I'm going to offer my advice. Again, it's just my advice. You can take it or leave it. I am not in any way trying to tell you how to live your life You've asked for advice. I'm giving you the advice that I would give my girlfriend. You can take it or you can leave it. You don't have to take it. It's just, hello, it's a podcast. (laughs) People get way too serious about this stuff. All right, here we go. First question. Oh my gosh, this is so juicy too. This is a good one. And I'm just going to use first names because I told them in the group, like, you know, I don't know for sure if people want their full name being used. So Andrea asks, Shalene, I started dating this guy. He's fun, he's handsome, he's easy to talk to, he's caring, he's respectful. Well, after coming out of two bad relationships, he was a shining light. However, here comes the big but, right? He did make one mistake and he's in county jail serving time for a DWI, but he's owning up. He's owning up to his responsibilities, his bad choices, but it does make me worry a little bit about our future. Is it wrong of me to test the waters with others who are more stable and already on their feet. I feel guilty, but I think of my own future and my own well-being, any advice would be helpful, right? So ladies and gentlemen, you know, I already had my advice ready, but I thought, okay, just be chill and ask a few more questions. So I said, okay, this is a great one. First though, I need to know, do you think he has a drinking problem? Second, you mentioned that he's not on his feet or he's not stable. And is this assertion based on his DUI? Are there other things? And secondly, how old is he? And lastly, how old are you, right? Because I, I need to know a little bit more. So she responds back and she says, okay, well, he does have a past of drug and alcohol use. Like, are you already screaming, right? And she says, but that was, quote, quite a while ago. Now, here's the red flag for me. She says, he does have a child who he's never seen. He was doing well before the DWI. When he gets out, he has some dues to pay and he's got a new job and a new place to live and he probably is gonna need a car. I don't know what that means. He's 35 and I'm 42. He's been hurt in past relationships, and in his 20s, he partied a lot. 
Now he knows what he wants and he wants to become stable and he wants to do right by his child and by himself. Mm, right? Okay, well, first of all, I have to tell you that some of the other folks in my pod squad were like, um, let me at this question, right? And one of the gals in the pod squad actually said, okay, I've got advice for you. Run! I have to say, the same is true. Andrea, and really, of course, when I'm giving advice, it's to anyone who, maybe you're not in this exact situation, but it might be something similar. Andrea, you are what I used to call myself, which is a wounded bird collector. I can hear it. I can hear it in your empathy and your loving, caring approach, and you see his potential. But girlfriend, I personally believe that we often collect wounded birds that we believe we can nurse back to health because it's a distraction, right? Like when we're taking care of someone else, how does that make us feel about ourselves? Exceptional. If we can be distracted by somebody else's problems and someone else who doesn't have their ish together, it makes us feel empowered. It makes us feel important. It makes us feel significant. We can wear the red cape. But girlfriend, first of all, he needs to get things right. Not for you, for that kid. That kid has never seen him. I don't know how old that kid is, but he needs to get his stuff together. He doesn't, and you don't need, you don't need this in your life right now. And I would think twice, this is me personally, again, you guys, I'm just sharing my opinion, I'm not judging you. I'm just saying, I personally am not spending time with someone who knows they have a child and haven't done anything to connect with them. And I'm, of course, I'm assuming that he hasn't, right? If the child has never seen him, like, I don't care what it is, you better have a bank account for that child. You better be writing that child letters. You better be like, this child is going to be traumatized and, you know, scarred by the fact that you were too busy partying and, and maybe he does have an addiction, whatever. This is just, it's too much. He is broken. And I think, Andrea, you really need to look in the mirror and ask yourself, why is it you think you need to take care of a broken person? Why is it you don't think you are deserving of someone who's whole, who's on their feet, who's stable, who's been doing right by themselves and by others? Next question. Okay, this one is from Carol. She says, I have a question. I've noticed that ever since I started doing the one through one method, kind of following that style of eating, my skin seems really sensitive to touch. And <laughs> are you ready for this? I have an increased sex drive. Now I'm almost 60 and I've been blessed to have a fabulous sex life. Go Carol, right? She says, but it has really been heightened. And now even just air against my skin feels amazing. I'm wondering if this is true for someone else or am I just the luckiest girl around? Okay, Carol, I don't think you're asking for advice. Girlfriend, I think you're just bragging and more power to you. I freaking love this. You're not alone though. I hear this from so many women in particular who they get their libido back. When your body isn't functioning as it's supposed to, then your hormones aren't functioning as they're supposed to. When we're not eating right, our hormones aren't able to perform the normal functions. That we don't create hormones the way that we're supposed to, which means 
many people don't realize that they're walking around with low libido and they think it has something to do with their partner or their age or that they're just exhausted. And the fact of the matter is your hormones may very well be out of whack. Now, I don't know, Carol, if yours are out of whack in like a good way, but girlfriend, this is fantastic. I am so with you. Like literally, I understand what you're saying. I have never been happier in that area. and. You know what? I love it. Girl power. Oh, by the way. Oh, my gosh. That reminds me. I just listened to another expert talking about the benefits of THC and CBD oil combined. Now, remember, THC, here's what I'm trying to say. I'm going to do a whole episode, but there's been some really interesting studies about the effects of THC on both men and women's sex drive, especially men, without the side effects of Viagra. Like, this is pretty remarkable. Anyways, I'm going to get an expert on the show to talk to you about that, because I think this could be pretty fun for some of you who live in states where it's legal to give it a whirl. In the meantime, might Carol and I suggest that you give the 131 a try? This seems like a good time to actually plug the program that is going to help you understand how your body works, how to design a way of eating that phases your diet so your diet is changing, so that you understand your gut microbiome, especially for those of you who listened to those last couple of episodes I did with the founder of Viome, that's V-I-O-M-E dot com forward slash Shaleen if you want to do your own gut health test which is awesome to do with the 131 method. Now, if you are not a member of our 131 method, if you're not a member of our online program, just check it out. You know, what do you have to lose? Just learn a little bit more about it. You could ask inside the pod squad. There's a lot of people in the pod squad who are also part of the online community of people who practice the 131 method. It's not a diet. It's a methodology. It's like a way of approaching food that gives people freedom. You can learn more about that. Of course, links are always in our show notes, but you can just go to 131method.com. Okay, so let's move on to our next question. This one is from Kelly. And Kelly says, Shalina, I grew up in a traumatic home. My mother was 15. My father was 22 when they had me. They both partied and they drank a lot. And I was left alone often to fend for myself. There was also a lot of physical abuse towards my mother, which I had to intervene. I often had to care for my younger siblings. It impacted me a lot as an adult, and I've suffered tremendously with health issues and low self-esteem and also unhealthy relationships. How do you suggest that I move through these things and release this trauma from my childhood so that I can create my own craffle? Oh, Kelly, I love you. Craffle. That is an acronym that Brett and I use, which means our crazy, ridiculous, amazing, fun-filled life. And every single one of you deserves a craffle as you define it. Kelly, that means you. First of all, I want to say, I'm so sorry that you had to endure things that a child shouldn't have to endure. It robbed you of your childhood. It robbed you of your childhood but it's up to you to make sure it doesn't rob you of your life, your adult life, your crazy, ridiculous, amazing, fun-filled life. It shouldn't rob you or the people who love you. And right now, I promise it is. However, 
There is help. There's hope. You can get through this and past this. You can get past your past. Now, how do you do that? I think you're going to know what I'm going to say, Kelly. I know you've listened to a lot of my episodes, so maybe you just need to hear it from me. Kelly, you need to find an exceptional therapist. And even if you don't have trauma, therapy is something that I recommend. Just smart people who want an advantage in life, just do therapy on the regular. I do therapy regularly. So does my husband. So do my kids. So do the people I care about. Obviously, it's really, really important to me. But if you have had trauma, your body holds on to that trauma. It shortens your life. It affects your mitochondria. It affects your gut microbiome. I mean, let's set aside even the ways that it affects or impacts your your relationships and your happiness and your mood and your potential and just everything, but it affects you physically too. So many people don't realize that their autoimmune disease, the symptoms that they experience physically may have so much to do with your trauma. So I want you to watch a documentary. The documentary is called Heal. And I I think that'll open up your eyes a little bit to how this might be affecting your health and your body, your metabolism, your gut health, your immune system, et cetera. But I also want to encourage you to find an exceptional therapist. Girl, so many people think like, I'm holding it together. And if I open up this can of worms, I'm not going to be able to handle it. You know, is there something else I can do? Yeah, you can. I'm talking to everybody right now. You can, but it will just be temporary. You've got to get to the root of this stuff. It'll just keep bubbling up. And talk therapy is great, but in my opinion, having talked to thousands and thousands and thousands of people who've gone to therapy, there's types of therapy that when they're combined, you actually have complete resolution of individual traumas. Now, you might have more than one trauma that you need to address, but oftentimes by addressing a big one, it's like a domino effect. It'll knock down a few others that you won't even have to dig into it. I urge you, Kelly, because of what you've described, to look into EMDR, EMDR therapy. You can go to emdr.org or you can go to our resident expert. She's often inside of our pod squad, by the way, and that is Dr. Michaela. You can find her in the pod squad, but you can also find her by going to her website. That is drmichaela.com. She does Skype sessions as well. That's her Instagram too, at D-R-M-C-A-Y-L-A. Okay, so Michaela spelled M-C-A-Y-L-A, drmichaela.com. You can check her out on Instagram. And you know, and if therapy is just not in the cards for you right now financially, and again, I'm speaking to everyone, not just Kelly. But Kelly, thank you for bringing this up because I know you're helping people by asking this question. You know, we have sponsors of our show that I've talked about that are a great, like, you know, first step that's super duper affordable talk space being one of them. If you just enter Shaleen at checkout. And in fact, I think that's what it is. Yeah, you, that's definitely the code. Like I always use the same code. It's always Shaleen. And I think it's talkspace.com. And you just enter my code and the, and I, I forget what the, but they always, you always get the hookup, you know, when you enter the code. I don't know what the hookup is, but this is an ad for Talkspace. But it is me encouraging those of you who are reluctant to try therapy, 
you feel weird about going to sit down with someone, like sometimes doing the online version is a little bit more comfortable. And I know uh, Dr. Michaela said that she's had a lot of people are like, you know, I, I've always wanted to work with you, but I don't necessarily have the funds to fly to Southern California. You know, there's another online option for you. So Kelly, I love you. You are enough. You are a beautiful soul. God placed this beginning in your life for a reason, for a purpose. And I believe that once we work through challenges, then it'll all make sense. You know, and you'll, you'll realize the gift that these things were for you. I mean, I already can tell you that it's been a gift in that you're helping others just by having had the courage to ask that question. So Kelly, I love you. And by the way, if you do reach out to Dr. Michaela, I want to pay for your very first session. That one is on me. Kelly, you know who you are. I have your message and I will let Dr. Michaela know. I just, I want to thank you for your courage. All right, next question. This one is from Francine. She says, I'm 55 and I'm raising my five-year-old granddaughter. And I have my 85-year-old dad with me. I have no help other than having babysitters from time to time. I'm watching all my friends and my family members and my siblings live freely now that their kids are out of the nest. And no matter how much personal development I do, I still feel resentful at times. I know I'm blessed, but I'm missing out on so much that I want to do. And I know I'll have to homeschool my granddaughter if I want to travel the way I want. It's just, I don't know how to care for my dad too. And putting him in a home, if that's something I could even afford to do, just feels selfish of me. This one is heavy. Francine, first of all, you are an angel. I mean, when it is your time, the gates to heaven will be wide open and there will be a red carpet rolled out for you. This is a really tough one. And for those of you who are, you know, in that, age range when you're in like your 40s and 50s and you start looking at your parents and going, they're not going to be here forever. And I don't know if you've had this conversation. Brett and I have. We have talked about what we will do if, you know, one of our parents or both of our parents or all sets of our parents need to be cared for, how we will handle that. And we have agreed that we would take God, I hope my parents don't hear this because they'll just be like moving in. We've agreed that like Brett and I are both the oldest and our kids are out. So number one, that makes it a little easier for us. Number two, financially, we have been blessed beyond measure. I mean, beyond our wildest dreams. And I think that is because we keep, you know, raining our blessings down on others and sharing it. And because of that, I think God just keeps like giving us more and more. And so we've talked about it. We've said like, because we're the oldest and our siblings have younger kids, it's just, it wouldn't make sense for them. And it would make sense for us. And we're both okay with that. But we both have also agreed that to a point, like we would move our parents in with us. I don't know that I could change diapers. I don't know that I could. That's number one. And number two, we've also said if it were to really take a toll on our marriage and we couldn't handle it, well, then we would have a conversation with our parents about placing them in appropriate care. I think there's so many people who have the stigma around assisted living. And 
you know, different types of care facilities. And if you go to visit them, Francine, and I'm not suggesting that you need to do this, but I am suggesting that we all make better decisions when they are informed decisions. Go and look at different opportunities, different, you know, resources that you have available, homes that you might be able to afford or or what perhaps maybe your siblings could pitch in and help pay for or what, you know, what he qualifies for. My grandma, Grandma Jean, moved into an assisted living facility. And I am telling you, she's, let's see, 90, 93 years old. She has come alive. Oh, my gosh. I should play some recordings of her. She's hysterical. Now, she can't hear very well. So when I do call her, it's just a monologue. <laughs> so cute. But she's got men there that are flirting with her. And one of them asked her on a date. And and there's like all this great gossip that's going on. And she freaking loves it. She has come alive, I'm telling you. And it sounds amazing. My mom, of course, checked out all the different homes and so did my uncles and they just felt really comfortable with it. And so, you know, we have in our minds this picture of these cold, dark, you know, lonely places where people are abused. And I know that that those places exist, but you have choice. And it's just like sending your kids away to a college. Like, take a look at what's available there for you. That's number one, just so that if it does get to a point where you can't care for your father or it's taking a toll on your ability to parent your granddaughter, I'm assuming that that's your number one priority. Because, you know, we do have to put these things in order of priority too, And again, I told you guys from the beginning, I was just going to share my opinion. (sighs) Family is hard. Like, yes, you have to care for family, but I think there has to be a priority to it, right? Like, not everyone's on equal footing. I think the younger generations, like, and I've told my parents this, I love you and I will take care of you, but my own children come first. And it's just always been that way. And I think if I had grandchildren and my own kids weren't able to take care of their kids and I had to care for my grandchildren, it would be in that pecking order would be my grandchildren and then my own parents. Now, and that's just because like the opportunity to live their life. My parents have lived an amazing life. Oh my gosh, they're going to kill me when they hear this. But I think they'll understand. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not going to abandon them. But young children need to be parented. They need all the things that are so key to development. So I want to commend you for what you're doing with your granddaughter. Now let's talk about homeschooling. I think if you've got the wherewithal, wow, what a cool childhood your granddaughter could have. Francine, you will be amazing at giving this child the opportunity to truly experience real life and culture and travel and so much more by homeschooling her. So I think that's an awesome, I mean, you brought it up. I I don't think everybody's cut out to homeschool, that's for sure. But I do think from the people that I've talked to who homeschool, like you have such an opportunity to teach children real life practical things that will help them to thrive versus some of the stuff that we're teaching in the public school systems that just doesn't make any sense. Kids are never going to use. It's not practical. It's not useful. Francine, you're an angel, as I said, but don't forget you deserve to live a craffle. You deserve to live a crazy, ridiculous, amazing, fun-filled life. And, you know, I, I don't even know what's going on with your own kids or why it is you're raising your granddaughter, but God bless you for taking on that responsibility. Okay, last and final question 
And P.S. I need to know if you guys want me to do this again. I hope you really enjoyed it. This one's from Jessica. And I wanted to address this question because I've seen very similar questions from so many people. So I think this is one many of you will relate to. Jessica says, I love to lift weights. I love to go to the gym. I try to eat healthy as much as I can. However, my husband does not get it. He doesn't like it when I have healthy food like a salad and the rest of the family wants to eat steak and potatoes. When we go to the movies, I don't eat the movie popcorn. When it comes to my workouts, I try to schedule them when the kids are in school or when my husband is at work so it doesn't take away from family time. However, I just can't get the support of my husband. I'm struggling with eating and I'm struggling with getting in my gym time and it's causing me to lose motivation. He's worn me down. Now, under that post, she went on to explain that he also does very sweet things like at night, he'll make himself like a big bowl of ice cream and then he'll make her a big bowl of ice cream. And she's like, no, I, you know, I'm I'm done for the night. I really don't want to eat. And then he gets his feelings hurt and then she feels bad. So sometimes she'll just be like, okay, fine. And she'll just eat it and not say anything. But it really feels like sabotage or it feels like he just doesn't get what she's trying to do. This is so common, Jessica. So thank you so much for sharing your question. Here's what I want to say. For those of you who have a spouse that it seems as though they are sabotaging or unsupportive, I want you to know that your significant other, the person who loves you, they love you and they want to be loved. Of course, they want you to be healthy. What they don't want, however, is to lose significance. Whenever you see this happening, And trust me, because I've been working with people for more than 30 years who have wanted to transform their lives and get healthy. And this is very, very common. It also happens when one partner either starts a business or transitions in some other way that takes their attention and focus, like they're starting a business. And then suddenly your husband is like very focused on you know, starting the business and you'll see a wife who just doesn't, I don't want to say sabotages it, but yeah, sabotages it. And it's not because she's not excited about the business. She's excited about, or she's worried or anxious about losing her husband to the business. Or sometimes you'll see this when there's a new baby and a husband, usually, I mean, sometimes it can go either way, but sometimes you'll see one partner is almost resentful of the child because they feel like they've lost their significance. They've lost their importance. And now the other partner is just consumed with the baby. So this often happens when one person starts on a journey, a health journey. Now what are you focused on? You're focused on eating healthy. You're focused on exercising. You're focused a little bit more on yourself as you should be. And it's not that your partner doesn't want the best for you. They just don't want to lose that connection. Sometimes there's a deep-seated fear that you're going to get like hot and change your, you know, the way that you look or the way that you feel about yourself, and then you're going to outgrow them. So they might fear that they're going to lose you, not just your attention, but they're going to lose you because you're going to be like, what do I want this slug over here for when I'm like, you know, I got this hot new body and... You know, this guy over here just sitting on the couch eating steak and potatoes. I don't know what's wrong with steak and potatoes, but like that's another podcast. Anyways, so there can be a lot of different reasons, but the bottom line is this, okay? Let's just cut to the chase. 
when you feel people sabotaging or that they are resentful, maybe even passive aggressive, it's often because they fear losing you. That the relationship's going to change. This happens even with friends. You know, in fact, one of the comments in the same group that I was going to address is somebody talked about like, you know, making all these changes, transforming themselves, and and now their friends are sabotaging them and being passive aggressive towards them. It's the same thing. They just, they don't want to feel judged. They don't want to feel less important. They don't want to lose that connection. They don't want to lose you. They don't want you to change so much that now you're like, what do I have in common with these people? What do I have in common with my significant other? So how do you turn this around? You pour it on. And by that, I mean you pour on the affection. You tell them how important they are. You tell them how you know everything that you're doing just makes you feel closer to them without pointing fingers or making someone feel guilty or shamed or like you're judging the fact that they aren't there yet. When people say, like, how do I motivate my significant other to make changes? You don't do it by telling them that they need to. You do it by being loving towards them, by being open with them, by being accepting and inviting them, of course. But the more attention and the more praise and the more love that you pour into your friendships and your partnerships and your significant other, the more likely people are willing to make a change. No, you can't change anyone, but you can inspire change. And we are inspired to change only when we feel secure, only when we feel loved. When we feel threatened is when we behave in such a way that feels like sabotage or passive aggressive behavior. So I hope that was helpful to everyone and anyone, and not just as it relates to health and fitness and weight loss. But as it relates to change, any transition you're going through can scare your partner, can scare your children, it can scare your friendships, it can scare your coworkers. So be the bigger person. Take the high road. Recognize that you have an opportunity to help someone feel more secure and watch how this turns around. Thank you so much, everyone, for submitting your questions. Again, if you want to be a part of the pod squad, there's a link in the bio or the next time, you know, you're probably on your phone right now. So just go to your Facebook app and type in in the search window, type in Shalene's Pod Squad. We'll wait for you. You'll answer like three quick questions just to prove that you actually listen. Oh, actually, before you even do that, you should probably go and make sure that you are actually subscribed to this show and build your tribe and then join the Pod Squad. And that's where you guys can ask your questions. And and like I said, we're going to do a live like either Skype or a Zoom soon. And I'll get a link to everybody in the pod squad so you can join me. And, and we're going to do it in the evening. I'm going to do it on a weekday evening. And you'll grab an adult beverage if you should so choose or maybe a lemon ginger water, totally up to you. And we'll just chat. We'll do this live. It'll be fun. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed this as much as I did. I would love to do this on the regular. This was really, really fun. I can't wait to hear what you thought about it. Take a screenshot of this. And send me a message on Instagram and let me know, like, okay, do this again or mm, not that interesting. I let you guys dictate how this show goes. It's your show. I'm just here to be the host. All right, guys. I love you. I mean it. You are thebomb.com. And I'll talk to you on Wednesday.